Our sermon text for today comes from the book of Mark. Mark chapter 1, starting in the fourth chapter, the fourth verse, through verse 11. And so John came baptizing in the desert region and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothes made of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he also ate locusts and wild honey. And his message and this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. I thought today that you'd like to have a good theological discussion about baptism. And I know probably the only one that that puts a smile on their face is Scott. But I want to talk about baptism and what it means to be baptized. There are a couple of different ideas about baptism. The first one, of course, is what the United Methodist Church accepts, and that's the baptism of infants. And we believe in the United Methodist Church that it is legitimate and good to baptize babies. The other basic belief is that you baptize people as adults after they repent of their sins. Now I want to talk about both of these things and to help you to understand how I look at baptism and how I've come over the years to understand what it means to be baptized. I have no problem with the idea in the Bible where it says repent and be baptized. Because I think that's important. That after we repent that we are baptized into the family of God. But I also don't have a problem with baptizing infants baptizing them into the family of God, and I'll explain today why I think this. Because I think there's so much confusion surrounding baptism and what it means to be baptized. First of all, John comes here, we hear in this, this passage today, John comes and he is baptizing people with a baptism of repentance. What this means, and this is a very old Hebrew thing, that the Hebrew people would come and they would be baptized in the Jordan River. You were always baptized in what they called living water. That means the water had to be moving. And a baptism of repentance was you 
promising that you were going to turn back to God because that's what repentance is. So baptism became for them a symbol of turning back to God. And you could be baptized over and over and over again in your life because it was a symbol of something that you did. You made a commitment to God. Now, when Jesus came to John to be baptized, we need to understand Jesus had nothing to repent of. Jesus was perfect. So if Jesus was perfect, and he had no reason to be baptized with a baptism of repentance, then what does the baptism of Jesus mean? And I think by understanding baptism to be God's work within us, the beginning of God's work. And to me, that's what baptism symbolizes. That's why when somebody becomes a believer and they have not been baptized, we ask them to repent, first of all, to become a believer in Jesus Christ, to admit their sinners, to accept the forgiveness of Jesus Christ for their sins, and then to be baptized into the family of God. In other words, to symbolize that God has begun a work in you. For me, this fits very well with my understanding of John Wesley's teaching. Because in the teaching of John Wesley, forgiveness is but the beginning of the work that God is doing. God continues to work in us through our life, helping us to become stronger and stronger in our Christian life. So baptism is the beginning. I do not believe that baptism is the end of anything. Baptism is only the beginning. The beginning of what God is doing in us. In this passage where we have Jesus coming to be baptized, he's baptized by John, and then the Holy Spirit descends from heaven. And it doesn't say that the Holy Spirit descends gracefully as a dove. It says the heavens are torn and the Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus in the form of a dove. The dove is just something that people can see. It's not the symbol, the only symbol of the Holy Spirit. We see many symbols in the Bible of the Holy Spirit from a dove to fire descending on the believers in Jerusalem after Jesus is taken back to heaven. So it's just a symbol of the Holy Spirit. But what that tells us is that when we are baptized into the name of Jesus, that we are beginning the road which God has put us on. The path that God has set before us just as it symbolizes that day the work that God is beginning in Jesus. That Jesus is beginning his ministry. That is the very beginning point of everything that Jesus is going to do. It's the beginning point of his ministry. And from there he goes into the desert 
for 40 days to deal with Satan. But it's the beginning of the teaching that Jesus is going to do. It's the beginning of all of the healing that Jesus is going to do. All of the great miracles that Jesus does from now on are a sign to us that it is God at work in Jesus. Jesus is God and the works that he does are the works of God. The words that he teaches are the words of God because this is the beginning of what God is doing. That's what his baptism symbolizes. Just like for each and every one of us, our baptism symbolizes the work that God has begun in us. For some of us, it takes a little longer for us to get on the same page with God. For some people, they choose to never get on the same page as God. That's one of the struggles that I've had with infant baptism. And I've struggled back and forth with that. But when somebody becomes a believer and repents and is baptized, then it's the beginning of the work that God is doing in them. We don't immediately become sanctified or holy or pure, which is what sanctified means. There are groups out there that do believe that, that once you become a Christian and are baptized, you become perfect. I haven't met any of those people yet anyway. And I certainly don't fit that mold. But it's a work that God has begun in us. So if you have been baptized, then you need to understand that the Holy Spirit is in you and working in you. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then that's what the Spirit is working on you. You're listening today, you're hearing the message, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. I pray that you listen to it. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and you've given Him control of your life, then you need to remember that God is guiding you and lead, leading you. I think in the next few years, the church needs to take a leadership role in this country. And stay out of politics. We don't need to be on either side. We don't need to be either Republicans or Democrats. You can choose that, but that's not the place for the church. The place for the church is to lead people to God. That's our job. I remember growing up, when I first became a Christian, way, way back in the 70s. Some of you may remember them. <laughs> that there was a Christian group called the Imperials. And they sang a song that said, there will never be any peace until God is seated at the conference table. And that comes back to me over and over again as I watch what's going on in our country. Until God becomes first, this country has no hope. Until God is leading us, we're going the wrong direction. So how do we bring our country back to God? We lead them. The best way to be a leader is to get out front and show people the way to go. 
And that's our job as the church. We have been baptized into Jesus Christ, into the family of God, and we are called to lead our world to follow God. That's what we're called to do. That's what God has set us here for. We are God's people. We have God's spirit. We are capable of doing anything that God would call us to do. When Jesus left, he tells us in John chapter 14 that we will do greater things than he has done. We will do greater things. So we have nothing to worry about. For God has baptized us with his love and with the spirit. And his spirit gives us power to be the people he's called us to be. Amen. Let us live in the Spirit of God, and let us be His people. Amen.